Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hello, mamas. Welcome to Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'm your host, Joy, and it is Theology Thursday. I am so grateful that you are here today. We are going to be diving into the book of Acts. But first, I just want to take a moment and celebrate. It is officially the first day of summer for my family, of summer break for my whole family. My husband is a teacher. And so while my daughter got out last week on June 17th, which still feels really late in the year, um, my husband had the weekend off and then had to go back a couple days this week for uh, professional development days. So we have just been ready for summer to start and there's so much good stuff. Ladies, I am doing my best to give you everything that I can to serve you in the best possible way. And one of the ways that I'm doing that is just this past weekend, I signed up for the Christian Communicators Conference, and I'm so excited. It's in Texas. I've never been to Texas. I have not traveled in years. And so I'm going to Texas to meet a bunch of amazing women I could tell already just from the Facebook group. And I'm just so thrilled and cannot wait to see what God does in that time and how it helps me to serve you better as a speaker, hopefully soon to be writer, and um, just in the way that I communicate God's message for equipping and encouraging you. So let's dive into the word. Today, we are talking about a wonderful woman in the New Testament. Her name is Lydia. And really, the reason I like her the most is because she sold purple material. She was known for selling purple material. And I love purple, obsessed, totally adore purple. And so really, that's what I like Lydia is because she sells purple. So um, how many of you are purple fans? Comment on this week's post on Instagram, drop it into the Facebook group, send me a DM. I know there have got to be some other purple ladies out there. And I feel like purple ladies are our own breed almost. Like when you like purple, you just love purple. So anyhow, here we go. We're talking about Lydia. So we are in the book of Acts chapter 16. We're just looking at verse 14. And in the NLT, it says, one of them was Lydia from Thyatira, a merchant of expensive purple cloth who worshiped God. As she listened to us, the Lord opened her heart 
and she accepted what Paul was saying. So Paul is on one of his missionary journeys and he is preaching at this Jewish church, this um, home church gathering. There, um, they were meeting there. There were these Jews that were meeting there, praying, spending Sabbath together. And Paul went down to share with these women. And so the first thing we see is that Lydia was with other women. She was spending time with other God-fearing women. And so at that time, it was she was Jewish, but she worshiped God. And, and they were praying together. And what a beautiful picture that sets us up with. Do you have women that you can send a text to and say, pray for me? Do you have women that send you texts and say, pray with me, or that you meet regularly to pray with? And um, if not, how can you have that in your life? And I would say the first way is to just be bold. That is one of the beautiful themes of the book of Acts is the boldness with which these believers had and they lived. And so I would just um, challenge you this week, if you do not have someone that prays for you, that you know will pray for you, reach out to someone. Um, I just pray now that God would place someone on your heart that you can just reach out to, a name maybe totally out of the blue to you, but that God would just place a name, a woman, a Christian woman on your heart who would be willing to pray for you when you need it and that you would boldly seek out an opportunity to ask her to be that person for you or just simply to shoot her a text and say, hey, would you pray for me? I'm going through X, Y, Z. And, um, and just see what God does through that. So then we see that Lydia is a merchant. She works. And so mamas, I know so often we feel like our job, our ministry is only to be at home for our children and our husbands. God blesses so many women in the Bible who had professions. And so whether you choose to stay home or whether you choose to work, God can use you and bless you wherever you are. So I just want to make that clear. I am beyond blessed to be a stay-at-home mom right now. and But I am pursuing serving him outside of the home as well. Um, not because I have to, thankfully, but because I get to, and I just feel so called, I am so called by God to, to keep going and keep serving him in other places. And so for you, your primary calling may be at home and that is a beautiful thing, but your calling may be in a hospital, doctor's office, dentist's office, in a school. Um, at a Starbucks, at a Walmart, in a grocery store, whatever it is, you can be called to be there. You can be 
a disciple of God wherever you are. You can be a pastor to other people, a minister to other people, a missionary for God in wherever you are, whether that is at home or at a um, a paying job, because home is a job. Um, it is not a paid with money job. But so I want to point that out. Also, um, the Proverbs 31 woman that so many of us look at, she had jobs as well. And so she also had a lot of help. So hear that. You can ask for help. You can have servants. You can have helpers. You can have, we don't really call them servants now, most people, but she had servants. And so wherever the Lord is calling you, be at peace with that role. So then it says that who worshiped God. So she was a a Jew. She worshiped God. And then it says, as she listened to us, and this is, this is Luke wrote the book of Acts. And so Luke and Paul are on this journey and it says, Lydia listened to them, right? And they're there telling everybody about Jesus. And here's a part that stood out to me so much. The Lord opened her heart and she accepted what Paul was saying. Now, mamas, it is not our job to save our children or even to make them make a decision to follow Jesus. The Lord opened her heart. It is our job to be like Paul and to tell our kids and model what an abundant life with Christ looks like for our kids so that they are drawn to him and understand what a life with Jesus can look like. But the Lord opens our child's, our children's hearts. The Lord has opened our hearts and I'm so grateful that he opened my heart and the Lord will open our children's hearts if they, if it is according to his purpose and he wants all of them. He wants all of your children. You want your children to know and to love Jesus, but it is not your job. And so to me, that is just such freedom is that it is not our job to open our children's hearts to Jesus. It is God's job. God will draw our kids to him. He will open their hearts. He will open their minds to understand his wisdom. Our job is to be faithful in living out a life in front of our kids that draws them and creates an environment of curiosity and excitement. And here we go again with this play thing, right? Is when we are playful, when we have the ability to enjoy the life that God gives us, our kids are going to be curious. Our kids are going to be drawn in to wanting to know more. And the more they know, the more they experience, the more beautiful, the more trustworthy of a God that we can reflect to our kids, the more our kids will want to know and be drawn to this life. Lydia listened. We have to 
create an environment where our kids want to listen. Our kids want to know more. Our kids want to spend time talking to us. Our kids want to ask questions that the Bible says when they ask questions, you can tell them. We are in charge of the environment that invites our kids to listen. And God is in charge of opening their heart. And so, mamas, when the Lord opened her heart, she accepted what Paul was saying. When the Lord opens your kids' hearts, they will accept what you are saying is true about God. But we need to create that environment where they want to listen. We need to have a relationship with them where they want to ask us, where they want to be like us. You are responsible for the environment and it will not be perfect and that's okay, but it can be safe. It can be loving. It can teach our kids they are called and capable and it can help them to know that they are responsible for their choices and their actions. Those are the four messages from the Connected Families Framework. And I love the type of environment and relationship that those messages build with our kids. It creates an environment where kids want to listen, where they want to cooperate and not just in behavior, but in our family's faith and values. And it creates relationships with our kids and connections with our kids that make them want to listen to us, make them want to ask us questions so that we can share more and more of Jesus, who he is, and how good he is. So mamas, your turn to play this week is pray that God would open the hearts of your children and just to be more intentional of creating an environment where they want to listen, where they want to ask, where they want to know more about God. But trust that God will open their hearts and be released from the pressure that that brings us as Christian moms sometimes. So on behalf of God, thank you for loving and playing with his kids. Have a great day, mamas. Love you. Bye. Mamas, I am passionate about the Connected Families Framework and wanting to help you through parent coaching because it has changed the way I parent. I knew how to teach my kids about Jesus in all the good moments, in the fun, in the play, but I really struggled with discipline. I did not know how to love my kids well in moments of stress and misbehavior and disrespect, and yet Through the Connected Families Framework, I have learned how to love my kids unconditionally, even when they are not behaving. Do I do it perfectly? No. But do I do it better than I did a year ago or two years ago? Absolutely. And you can too. We can show our kids God's unconditional love and that they are called and capable and responsible for their action in loving ways and ways that will point them to the Lord and do all of that in times of discipline, when we may want to yell and scream and lose it. But by connecting with God first in ourselves and knowing what's going on in us, 
we can then be equipped to show our kids grace and God's unconditional love, but holding them accountable to becoming the person God created them to be. And moms, I can help you do that through parent training. I call it Discipleship Through Discipline. It's a four-session package using the Connected Families Framework. And moms, I promise you, it will work. Contact me today at joy at createdplay.com to find out more information of how you can sign up to work with me and become a more peaceful, purposeful, and playful parent. God wants to work through you, even in your child's misbehavior, to point them to him and his grace and truth. And mama, I want to come alongside you and help you to discipline your kids in a way that feels good and authentic to your faith. So contact me today for a free consult and let me support you as you disciple through discipline. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.